listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or the World Watch List, you can visit our website at opendoorscanada.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. It's Jared here with Nicolette. We're continuing our little mini-series on the different spheres of pressure, different types of persecution that our brothers and sisters experience around the world. We've talked about violent persecution. We've Mm -hmm. talked about how persecution looks on a national level. Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to talk about what is, in my opinion, maybe the saddest type of persecution, which is that from one's own family. Yeah. And of course, like all persecution is sad. But um, family pressure uh, refers to Christians being disowned by their family members because of their faith in Jesus. Yeah. Family division and brokenness is devastating in every context. But uh, insofar as it relates to Open Doors mission, in a world with religious freedom, we would hope that a person can choose their own faith, even if it is different from that of their parents and what is expected of them. Yeah. And still be welcomed as part of the family. Yeah. But... With that being said, um, Jesus talks about something related to this in Matthew chapter 10, verse 35 to 36. And he says, I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her Mm. mother-in-law. And a person's enemy will be those of his own household. And honestly, that makes me a little uncomfortable to read. I don't like that verse. (laughs) It's a... It's a... It's strange thing to read in the Bible. It's the word of the Lord, but I don't like it. <laughs> Sorry. It, it's a strange verse to read in the Bible, but yeah, Jesus not. knew that when people choose to follow him, it might mean division and it might even mean persecution from your family, mm-hmm. even if that's horrible and sad and heartbreaking. And yet we believe, along with our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world, that that sadness is worth it if it means that we'll follow Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is worth it. Now, family pressure and family persecution is typically most prevalent in Mm -hmm. countries where there is uh, traditional religions or or national religions. So what happens is a family will hold to a a particular belief system and maybe it's been handed down over the generations. Maybe it's just what is expected. Mm -hmm. Uh, Consider... um, the jungles of Southeast Asia, where traditional religions have a very strong presence, and a family might be practicing their traditional beliefs because that's simply what is done. Yeah. Um, uh, another example would be Saudi Arabia, where citizens are expected to follow Islam. That's mm-hmm. simply how the country works. And so, when a member of the family breaks away or or uh, chooses something different, like Christianity that is cause for shame in the family's eyes or dishonor, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, and we did touch a little bit on that last week during our conversation about uh, pressure from the national sphere of life. So you can see how it overlaps. Yeah, it's worth mentioning that all of these spheres do Mm -hmm. come along. Like, rarely will you, for instance, have family pressure without community pressure. Yeah. Like, if your family is disowning you for for following Jesus, chances are your community isn't going to feel too much different because Mm -hmm. it's all wrapped into one. So... There's overlap. There's a lot of overlap. There's overlaps, but you can kind of analyze it and understand 
where it, how it could fit into yeah, each sphere. Totally. And speaking of which, one that we also mentioned last week is um, North Korea, where um, the only acceptable yeah. religion is worship of the supreme leader. Um, but this is so ingrained in the citizens that parents sometimes have to hide their faith from their children just in case their children report them to the authorities for their faith in Jesus. And uh, it's like, you know, something that's pressure from a national sphere has become pressure in yeah, a family sphere. it trickles down into, yeah. into the family. It's, families hold their beliefs strongly. Mm -hmm. That is a fact. But when one family member chooses something different, mm -hmm. it, it, it can be shocking. And I mean, I would hope it goes without saying that it, it can be shocking and it would be difficult. But when that leads into persecution and rejection, that's a whole new level of grief. Yeah. So on that note, we want to talk about what family persecution really looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So like any of these persecution spheres, uh, it, it does depend on the country. It depends on Absolutely. the particular situation. Mm -hmm. But it usually it involves at a minimum being rejected um, by or disowned even by one's family members. Mm -hmm. So uh, for instance, if uh, if the Christian convert is living with their parents, mm -hmm. then maybe they might get kicked out of the home. In some cases, there might even be violence, like parents punishing their child for converting with beatings or things like that. Yeah, and many times this is coupled with threats as well. So the Christian might be told to return to the family's faith or else you'll be kicked out or beaten or yeah. whatever the threat yeah, is. Yeah, and it's it shows that like there are consequences of family yeah. kind of persecution. Like it's not just the consequence of persecution is being persecuted, but like family persecution might lead to being homeless yeah. or might lead to uh, not having an inheritance or mm -hmm. being part of the family business. So like economic uh, mm -hmm. consequences, things like that. Yeah. Um, another one would be uh, if the convert is a woman, that might present a whole other level of difficulty. And we've Mm -hmm. talked about this extensively on the podcast, the way that persecution for women looks specifically and how it's sometimes termed invisible persecution, um, which is, simply means that uh, persecution against a woman for being a woman might be hidden behind closed doors or just like within the home. Uh, so for instance, um, if a young girl chose to follow Jesus and that was viewed as dishonorable, there have been instances of her being forcibly married to a young man who would more closely align with the family's beliefs. Yeah. That kind of thing. Right. So this is known to happen in countries where women's rights are more restricted and they have limited say in marriage yeah. and in divorce for that matter. And, um, you know, there's this story about a woman who we'll call Noor. And she learned about Jesus, but in her home country in Southeast Asia, conversion is considered apostasy, so it's mm. illegal. Um, so when her husband found out about her new faith, he divorced her and kept full custody of both of their daughters, both their two daughters, and Noor was forced to leave the country. And she says, leaving my girls was the hardest thing I had to do. I cried as they were sending mm. me to the airport, watching their faces and wondering when I will see them again. But I held on to God's promise that he will take care of everything. Mm. The idea of that is so sad, how a woman's place in the home can be weaponized against her in some of these cultures. Yeah, yeah, it's such a switch from the person that's supposed to 
you know, protect her and provide for her is now rejecting her from the family and even taking legal action yeah, against like her. Yeah, like when you don't have custody rights yeah. for your own children, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's unfortunately a thing that happens quite often. And for Noor, her story happened to have a happy ending mm -hmm. um, in that she was eventually allowed to be reunited with her daughters and they began their own journey of faith as well. Mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't, even though she happened to have a happy ending, when lots of people don't, it even her happy ending doesn't erase the hardship and the persecution no, that she experienced. Sure. No, of course, it's it's lifelong trauma. Mm -hmm. Often, I um, yeah, I'm reminded of another story. This one out of uh, Vietnam, and it's the story of someone in Po. He was uh, a convert in this particular area of Vietnam. Uh, the, the traditional animistic religions were what had the stronghold. Mm -hmm. And so his family was part of the traditional faith. And Poe actually met a girl uh, who was a Christian. She witnessed to him. He eventually chose to follow Jesus. And when he told his parents that, he said, I've decided to believe in God. That was when his father threatened to kill him. And, wow. you know, Poe po did get married and uh, began to live a Christian life. And there was numerous attempts of from his father and the rest of the villagers to persuade him against that mm -hmm. and uh there, there was one instance when poe ha had to move his family out of the village for their own safety but he was trying to reach uh reach out reconcile with his family and uh, he came back to the village he was talking with his parents and his father gathered the villagers and the authorities and began to torment his own son physically and emotionally and mentally uh for hours and hours of just pressure to deconvert that kind of thing from your own family members is so heartbreaking. And what happened was there was eventually an ultimatum from the local authorities. Poe could either reject his faith or um, would be banned from the village. And mm -hmm. he chose the ban with his wife and his children. And uh, that was a couple years back. And since then, hasn't had any contact with his family, um, despite attempts to, to reach out to them. Wow. And that, like... I don't know. It's just heartbreaking. The idea of of family rejecting and disowning you just for your faith. Um, yeah. For those choices. Yeah, like losing your national rights for your faith is one thing, and that's horrible. Um, but being threatened by your own parents, even to the extent that he was, is just Yeah, I know. So, I, I can't imagine So it. horrible. It's so... His story, it's not exactly a happy ending, but mm -hmm. uh, he's currently living in a, a Christian community. Um, Open Doors Partners were able to connect Poe with a church where he's been able to minister, and we are supporting him financially and economically while they get back on their feet. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but he's lost his parents, and his kids won't know their grandparents um, because of that. And it's very sad. And I am reminded of... Um, I'm reminded of Paul's words where he says, when one part of the body of Christ suffers, we all suffer with it. And when one part rejoices, we all rejoice. Because that Christian community has become Poe's new family. Yeah. They become people who can encourage him and, and lift him up and, mm -hmm. and do life with Poe the way that his family can't anymore. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, Open Doors, one of our goals is to be a family to people who don't have one. Yeah. If you've listened to the podcast for a long time, if you've read the stuff on our website, social media, that kind of thing, uh, we talk a lot about our persecuted family, our persecuted brothers and sisters. That's not an accident. 
-hmm. We really are like the family of God around the world. And as Open Doors in Canada, we want to encourage Christians in Canada to be family members to our brothers and sisters around the world who don't have family because they've been rejected. Mm -hmm. The number one way we can do that in Canada is by standing together in prayer. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, in a minute we'll pray, but uh, our, our challenge is really to see how the church in Canada can stand together with our brothers and sisters around the world, our persecuted family, to be their family. Part of that is, part of that is prayer. Another part is what we're doing right now, just talking about it and learning about it and mm -hmm. by being informed. Yeah. And by learning about what our brothers and sisters sometimes have to deal with. Mm -hmm. It's the first step yeah. to standing together as the body of Christ. So mm -hmm. uh, we're going to pray. Would you would you pray for yeah. Christians around the world who have lost their family? Mm -hmm. Pray that they are given family in the form of community, mm -hmm. but also that their heavenly father is a father and a mother and brother and sister to them mm -hmm. in their grief. Yeah, for sure. Join us as we pray. Lord Jesus, uh, today we think of persecuted Christians around the world that have been rejected by their by their families, by their parents, by their siblings, by their extended family. Um, Lord, we, we just shared a few stories today and we already see how complicated uh, these situations get and how much grief there can be in being rejected by um, the people that are supposed to be there for you and mentor you and uh, look out for you and to face rejection instead is just so heartbreaking and we know lord that you see all of it um, you see everything that our our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world are facing and you understand just how complex and how how much uh, uh, tension there can be um, how many things um, are left unsaid but you feel the weight of it on your shoulders and you understand what they go through and so um, Father God, we ask that you would surround um, our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world that are rejected by their family, and we pray that they would feel um, so surrounded by your love and be so sure that they are accepted by you, our Heavenly Father. I pray that you would um, heal their hearts and fill all of the emptiness that they may be facing because of the uh, rejection of their earthly family, um, but that they would find fulfillment in being accepted by their Heavenly Father, um, who is, and we know, Lord, that you're, you're everything that we need. You are um, a father to those that don't have one. You can also be a mother to those that don't have one, and a brother and a sister, and you're everything that um, our, our persecuted brothers and sisters need, and um, we know that you can uh, heal them and uh, be there for them in their pain. And uh, Lord, we, we also ask that you would transform us to be like that for our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world. I pray that you would help us to, to uh, change how we see them, that they're not just you know some Christians on the other side of the world that I don't know and I've never seen and I don't really know what their name is, but they are our family. And I pray that you would help us to see them like that. And I pray that you would um, grow compassion in our hearts and use us to pray for them, to hear about um, why it's so hard for them to uh, deal with their, uh, with their uh, circumstances. And in the same way that we would listen to our friends and family that we are 
are like related to here. I pray that we would think of our brothers and sisters that we're related to spiritually in the same way, that we would love them the same way and care for them the same way and that we would pray for them. And um, I just pray that you would grow the connection between us here in Canada and our persecuted family around the world. Um, and uh, we, we know that um, through your spirit, we can, we can encourage them even if we can't be with them physically. Um, so we, we lift them before you and we're so grateful that we get to have a connection with these amazing people around the world. And um, um, we're so grateful for your love that, uh, that can heal even the deepest of wounds. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you again for joining us on this week's episode of the World Watch Weekly Podcast. We'll be back again next week. Until then, we hope you'll follow along with us at Open Doors Canada on all social media platforms, as well as check out our website where you can learn more about your persecuted family, how you can be praying, and find all the latest stories, information, prayer requests, and more. We'll be back next Wednesday. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And for more information and more prayer points for persecuted Christians around the world, you can follow us on social media at Open Doors Canada or visit our website, opendoorscanada.org forward slash pray. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.